John DePietro Show. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, right now it is 106. It is Thursday, December 30th. And this portion of the program is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Now, listen, they're open right now. They're open until 2 o'clock. They're open tomorrow. Have you stopped into Ron's Pastry Gourmet? Ron and Melissa, delicious calzones. They have delicious Let's Go Brandon cupcakes. They have everything baked fresh. They're easy to find. 170 Roy Little Drive in Providence. They're right next to AAA and they're off of Silver Spring Street. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Pop in and see Ron and Melissa. Again, look for them on Facebook. Stock up delicious calzones and cannolis for New Year's Day. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Well, folks, right now it's 107 on this Thursday. Uh, Yesterday there was the big police standoff. I was on Charles Street and Ledge, the North End, they call it. If you haven't seen it, if you go to the website, depetro.com, you can uh, see some of the video that we were there. And it's uh, pretty entertaining, the crowd that lives around there, that comes around there. Um, But, again, very successful. It was an armed standoff with the Providence Police, a a dangerous felon who uh, had a rifle. And was threatening to kill police. If you want to see some of the video, we did a Facebook Live, but it's on the website, depetro.com. And don't forget, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub. Stop it and see them, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland, Friday and Saturday at Endzone Sports Pub. I've been there, Dana. They run a great place. They have karaoke Friday and Saturday. And then uh, they have the NFL ticket on Sundays as well. It's clean, family-friendly, end zone sports pub. So, folks, right now at 108 in the Ocean State, coming up at 2 o'clock, Governor McKee is going to have his first briefing since last Tuesday before Christmas. And a lot has changed since then. So, Governor McKee is continuing with his roadshow. He's going to be doing the briefing in Woonsocket. He's going to have Dr. Scott with him. He's also going to have the mayor of Woonsocket, Mayor Lisa Beldelli Hunt. He's also going to have the North Smithfield town administrator. So the politics don't end, right? This is a way to give them some spotlight, put them on television, on radio. Hey, look. And the uh, pandering for votes continues. But a lot has changed since just last Tuesday. As many of you know. The virus has absolutely surged. Testing, the state is woefully unprepared for the testing. The hospitals are threatening that hospitals are overwhelmed by all the positive cases of all the people being rushed. Governor McKee has been absent from the scene. We're seeing something we didn't see in the past. And that is long lines of people standing outside in the cold to get tested. You didn't see that with Governor Raimondo. The McKee people... I believe, have just completely dropped the ball. And you also have Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos will not be there because she uh, admitted and came out that she has tested positive. But something that needs to change is there's obviously there's something wrong with the dynamic between Governor McKee, his administration, and the head of Rhode Island Department of Health, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. And I don't, I'm not going to get into the who's right, who's wrong, but their working relationship 
is ju- it's it's just not working. And f- some of the numbers that are coming in right now, they're unacceptable. The amount of time it takes to get a test result back is unacceptable. Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott needs to, uh, if she is not up to it, and she's been doing it now, it'll be this will be her third February. She's been at it, in all fairness, February of 2020. And then it obviously really took off and exploded in March of 2020. Folks, this will be the, the third February, right? 2020, February 21 of this year, and then it'll be February 22. Her third February, she needs to be replaced. She's not up for the job. Um, the amount of outbreak that is happening right now. Okay, so it's happening everywhere, but you're seeing long lines at testing sites, people waiting in the rain. You didn't have that with Governor Mundo. I'll also say that what's also interesting is the fact that that there were people that were warning the McKee administration that, you know, in the past that people would wait in their cars and then they would text them and say, okay, it's your turn or whatever. That's not happening right now. So this is not about vaccinations. This is about that people just can't get test results back. That's the problem right now for Governor McKee. Now, I, I, I am saying that I just don't think In order to do this, one thing I will say about Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo was there was no mistake, like her or not, but it was there was no mistake who was in charge. There was there was no confusion as to who was calling the shots when Governor Raimondo was in charge. So but you're not finding that right now. With Governor McKee. So I don't know who's in charge and who's who's running this. But Dr. Scott, if if she is not on the same page, the only way you do this to me is you need everyone, as they would say, kind of rowing in the same direction. And that that is just not that's just not happening. So now I'm also saying. Some other developments here. Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Perry tells Channel 12, Lifespan requested an expanded police detail, and the hospital group would be paying for it. Going to work with them, resources deployed. The Providence Police Department is helping with security at Lifespan. So, now, there was some incident in, in Connecticut. Listen, people are upset. People are going off the rails. People are not getting the information when they need it. And so what is the priority right now for Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee? Well, it's it's laid out. He talked to the Providence Journal. He did a year-end extensive interview with the Providence Journal. And you know what one of the big priorities for Governor McKee is in the new year? Here's the quote. McKee notes, no persuading from lawmakers intent on giving driving privileges to illegals. Who cannot prove they're in the country legally. Listen to the way this is even written. Driving privileges to immigrants who cannot prove they're in the country legally. You know why they can't prove? Because they're not. 
That's his. That's a priority. That's not a priority. That shouldn't be a priority. You know what? No one says. Why can't they take the bus? Cars are expensive. Gas is expensive. Insurance is expensive. Why do Why do they have to get licenses? It's one thing to have a city ID. It's all about the voting. It's all about the voting. There's no other reasonable explanation. What if they said to this to the illegals? All right, you can stay, but you're not driving. You got to take public transportation. Why won't someone say that? You know what Governor McKee now says? This is what he told the Providence Journal. Oh, I've supported it for multiple years. He wants a special permit card. Fees us of any cost at the DMV, driving privileges, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I, I think it's an economic issue. Getting people to work in a way that can help our small businesses and help ease the health care staffing shortage. That's not what it is. You know what it is? It's pandering. It's political pandering. That's what this is about. Let them vote. That's and and you good luck trying to get other members of the media to talk about it the way that I will freely talk about it. Small business relief, he says, is a um, one of his other priorities. But he's reluctant to provide too many details. For how long? What are they doing with the billion dollars? Marijuana legislation. Oh, yeah, that's big. Bonuses for state workers. I, I, is this just a complete slate of pandering? Is that his priority? The $3,000, this is again the Providence Journal, $3,000 bonuses the McKee administration initially promised to vaccinate state workers with Council 94 will be offered to all of the state's unionized employees regardless of their vaccination status. As I predicted. You know what the cost of that is? $50 million. Some of the state employees' unions are still negotiating their contracts, so the terms have not been locked down. McKee said non-union employees will not get the 3000 but they'll get the raises. So that is one of his priorities. Bribing union members by giving them $3,000, hoping and thinking that they're going to vote for him. The problem is he's doing it with taxpayer money. He is. Oh, we're not doing it with state money. We're doing it with COVID money. Yeah, guess where the COVID money came from? Guess who paid for the COVID money, Governor? This is just disgraceful. But he, he, they can pretend all they want. But he has a problem on his hands. And that is that problem is in the form of he is an activist as the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health. I've said it before and I'll say it again. And I get that um, I understand that, you know, it was it was Governor Raimondo that made her the star and um and, 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 you know, there she was attending the different protests and Black Lives Matter and da-da-da. And, and this, this is a problem because there, she is clearly not on the same page, from what I've heard, with the McKee administration. But now they 
you know, they can't get rid of Dr. Scott because they don't like the way it would look because she's a woman and she's a woman of color. So you, the people, are being told, well, we just have to go along with it because but but this I am telling you, this is not going to work. And Governor McKee now, if he is in state and again, folks, good afternoon at 118. This is going to be uh, coming up at two o'clock where the governor is going to be finally having a covid press briefing. But they they have a lot of problems and his inaction has put the state in a dangerous situation. This is, and I want to give credit to Governor Baker of Massachusetts. This is one of the problems when you have someone in the form of Governor McKee trying to navigate COVID while they're also trying to get elected. This is one of the problems with it because then everything is just political pandering. But the governor has found himself in a situation where the problems we have right now, money just can't be solved. I repeat, what happened to 100,000 test kits? They won't reveal. Now they want to play, you know, and now there was some incident. So someone showed up with a gun in Connecticut. So now they want to say, oh, we have to put everybody on lockdown. The white supremacists and Trump supporters are at it again. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Thursday is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop it and see them, and they have the big outside deck. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Governor McKee uh, clearly needs to answer some questions. He and, and the things that they're up against really affect, um, there are things that they're affecting all states. There's a health care shortage. Governor McKee said, well, we're going to reach out and get other, yes, guess what? Everybody's trying to get nurses. Everyone's trying to get nurses. You set up the vaccine mandate. You set up the vaccine mandate. You're the one that was feeling overly confident in September and set up the October 1st deadline. And now people that didn't get vaccinated, they lost their jobs. So what happens? You have tremendous burnout in the hospitals. Folks, as I have told you, if possible, over the next 30 days, if you can, avoid the hospital. The, the stories that are coming out of the hospitals, I, I don't, you know, the, this was, and where have they been? What I can't get over the fact that he has been in the state. There were rumors, number one, that he had COVID. And now he's appearing today, so perhaps that's not true. They said, oh, uh, when, when Lieutenant Governor Matos disclosed that she had COVID, well, where's the governor? When was the, he wasn't te- he was last tested last Thursday. You're the governor of the state, Governor McKee. You're no longer the mayor of Cumberland. You're no longer the lieutenant governor saying put me in coach. You're the governor. You're the one. Unfortunately, we're all depending on. And right now, he doesn't seem up for the job. Now, I've had people say, Juan, do you think it's the Peter principle? Which is people, the Peter principle is the basic theory that there's some people that can only perform up to a certain level. And then they go beyond that and they're just kind of in over their head. And that, uh, that remains to be seen, but it's sure starting to look that way. McKee to hold COVID briefing at Winsocket School. When does the pandering stop? 
What do you mean at a Winsocket school? Well, he wants to introduce it as a vaccination place. Listen, get things in line. Providence students to return to classroom on staggered schedule. Oh, that's good. They weren't even learning in the first place. Look, I'm on the Channel 10 website. Rhode Island receives hundreds of entries for the license plate design contest. Do you people understand that we're in the middle of an emergency? This is no time for fluffness, fluff news. It's an emergency. People are depending. This is unfortunately one of those situations that people are dependent on government. People depend so little on 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 government. And yet when they do depend on state government or the Biden administration, they're completely let down. This is clear. Governor McKee keeps saying he's following the lead of the Biden administration. Okay. The only problem is the Biden administration is clearly not up to the task that is in front of them right now. So it's a little bit of the blind leading the blind, so to speak. And But th- this situation locally is just inexcusable. You know what else? Yesterday there was that standoff in Providence. And I didn't see Mayor Alorza. Granted, it was cold. I'd been there for three hours. I didn't see Mayor Jorge Alorza. But... It should also not be lost on people. He was right there when they found the kid that ran away who was hiding down the street from his house. There he was on the scene. It was an illegal family, an illegal uh, young man that ran away, had a fight with his mother and ran away. There, Alorza shows up. Three-hour armed standoff, nowhere to be found. You know, the local media... They love quoting the man that was on Star Trek, George Takai, who I used to hear on Howard Stern. They loved quoting him, all laughing. Look at that. He's weighing in on the Patricia Morgan story, blah, blah, blah. You know what they're not reporting on? That the same person who was on Star Trek, the same individual, George Takai, who was criticizing Representative Patricia Morgan, that was saying, let's have a conversation about critical race theory. How come they're not reporting this quote, this tweet he put out? The willfully unvaccinated who wind up in the hospital from COVID should not receive proper medical care. Oh, I see. He also tweeted out, I get the disturbing sense many unvaccinated people are delighting in the fact Many fully vaccinated people are now sick with COVID. How come that isn't coming out? How come the local media that so viciously went after Representative Patricia Morgan, how come they're not going after many of the things that have been said by some of the Democrats? You have a Democrat lawmaker who lied to raise money. She even admits it. That state senator, Tierra Mack, first she said, I'm the black friend that Patricia Morgan was talking about. And then she said, since I have your attention, donate here. Got a lot of attention on that. 
Then I pointed out to her, she was confusing Morgans. She was confusing, no, she had the wrong Morgan. The one that she was thinking of was State Senator Elaine Morgan. This was Representative Patricia Morgan. So then she takes to Twitter, oh, uh, I may have misspoke, but still donate to me. They don't even call out the fact that someone was basically attempting to raise money on a racially charged issue and lied and was willing to do it. No coverage at all in the media double standard. Nope. You know why? Because that would take the, the goal was to beat up Patricia Morgan. The goal, the real goal, silence anyone that brings up critical race theory. What's going to happen the next time someone says, whether it's in Johnston or Smithfield or Cumberland or Lincoln, a parent says, I have a problem. I don't want critical race theory taught in my child's classroom. What do you think the media and the progressive mob is going to say? Boom. One word comes to mind. You know why you don't want that taught? Because you are a, let's all say it together, racist. That's why you don't want it. Headline, daily COVID cases in Rhode Island continuing to spike, hitting by far the highest levels on record. Hospitalizations and deaths are rising, but not as quickly. That is the only thing, I repeat, that should be reported. Hospitalizations and deaths. Now, why do I say that? That's a fair question. I'm not offended you want to ask. Why is it that hospitalizations and deaths should be reported because number one one year ago we didn't have the vaccine number two one year ago we didn't have all these testing kits number three omicron virus highly contagious not as deadly so thus more people have it but it's not as serious the only thing my opinion, that should be reported are deaths and hospitalizations. And I want you to understand that's the only thing that matters. Someone gets COVID, you isolate, you stay at home, you're in isolation for five days or seven days until it passes. You feel better. You now have natural immunity from it. Did it put you in the hospital? No. Did it cause you Tremendous sickness. No. Well, then what are we talking about? But they want to go with daily cases surpassed. Bah, bah, bah. It's, it's very, the media has not evolved. Now, locally, we can't control the national narrative, right? We can't control what's said on CNN and MSNBC. I'm looking at a headline right now. Omicron, latest COVID cases surge, bah, bah, bah. But... Why isn't the Department of Health, why isn't the Department of Health, why aren't they saying we're going to have a different metric than what the rest are doing? Governor McKee said, well, you know, every state does it differently. Because I asked, why is it that Massachusetts does not have a mask mandate, but Rhode Island does? Well, you know, every state's differently. Well, it, it doesn't mean it's right. Look at this pathetic individual. American Federation teacher president Randy Weingarten. The right wing is trying to divide teachers and parents. 
all of us who care about kids have to bring parents and teachers together. You know what this is all about? This is why people are flooding out of the public schools. You know what the, all the right wing had to do? All the right, the quote, the right wing, all they had to do was basically exposed with transparency what is being taught. And that has made all the difference in the world. Now, folks, right now at 1.30 on this Thursday. Now, by the way, I will be on tomorrow. We're going to do Facebook Live, the noon report tomorrow. I will be doing Facebook Live later. We showed once again when there's breaking news, boom, we are there. I may stand outside one of the test sites and show all the people in line. I don't know yet. But check out the website, thepetro.com. We have the interview with Patricia Morgan posted. Only radio interview, as far as I know. And thepetro.com, which is brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Happy New Year to all of her happy friends and clients. From Pat Elston, call her, 401 474-5253. Based in Cumberland, over 20 years experience. Licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. There's a direct link on the website at depetro.com. Call, if you know Pat, she's terrific. Call her and wish her a happy new year. 401-474-5253. Say happy new year, Pat Elston. 474-5253. She is just terrific. Folks, also, this portion of the John DePetro Show is brought by Propane Plus. Make Propane Plus your propane provider with locations, main numbers in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. The Johnson family, three generations of providing tremendous 24-7 service for propane customers. It's Propane Plus. Take down their number. 401-885-4209. Are you a restaurant and you need propane for heating tanks outside? Call Propane Plus. Maybe you'd like to fill your propane tanks in case you lose Powerville or Cumberland or Smithfield or North Smithfield anywhere in Rhode Island. Call Propane Plus. 401-885-4209 and online at propaneplus.com in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. I was at the Rehoboth headquarters just a short time ago, and it's it's like NASA. It's it's beautiful. It's perfect. So, folks, again, at, at uh, 132 on this Thursday, De- December 30th, I will be on air tomorrow. I will be on air tomorrow. You know why? Because there's a lot of news going on. And shame on, I know there are certain outlets that are treating it like, listen, in the past, in years past, it is true. The week between Christmas and New Year's, people would do all kind of fluff interviews and fluff things. And what are your New Year's? This is different. This is, we have people right now standing hours outside in line trying to get a blanking COVID test. You have people driving to the hospital that are very, very sick. You have people arriving for the tests that are very, very sick. This isn't one of those times. It's amazing to me certain media outlets that can't pivot from the fluff. Oh, I thought I'd interview this one, or I thought we would do that, or I, no, no, wrong go. This is like happening in real time. There's real news happening right now. That's why we're on. That's why Juan was out yesterday. 
I had other things to do, but not when there's breaking news, not when there's an armed standoff. Not when there's breaking news like that. Folks, check out the website, DiPietro.com. We do have a number of unique stories, and it's brought to you by Tavolo Wine Bar in Tuscan Grill, T-A-V-O-L-O. Authentic, innovative Italian cuisine. Big city food and ambience without the big city price tag. If you want to have a great meal, I want you to try the Tavolo location, T-A-V-O-L-O, right near Bryant. Try Tavolo Wine Bar Tuscan Grill online at TavoloWineBar.com. It, the, it's just so delicious, and it's such a great experience, and they have a tremendous wine list at all. So this is big at 2 o'clock. Now, I've had people, I have been flooded with what I would consider misinformation. People start the panic. Governor McKee's going to do a complete shutdown of the state. No, it's not happening. I've, I don't know how else to explain that. It's not happening. There's too many people. There are too many people that make predictions that some of you listen to. They have no skin in the game. What do I mean by that? As I said, it's like the guy walking around with the sign that says the world's ending tomorrow. He carries the sign on Tuesday. He carries the sign on Wednesday. On Thursday, it's like, isn't that the, he's never wrong because the sign always says... It's ending tomorrow. I didn't say today. It's tomorrow. Governor McKee's going to shut down the state. No, he's not. All right. No, he didn't. Here's the new thing. He's going to order all state, statewide virtual learning. No, he is not. Children should be in school next week. But I believe that's going to be, this is my prediction. Governor McKee's going to let that be decided by the different school districts. He has proven himself to be, that's, you make your own individual choice. I want to be very clear. Children should be in school next week. They absolutely should be in school next week. Now, we'll see. Some will continue to push the panic button. There are some people that are very happy that everyone is back in compliance mode with masks on. Some people are more comfortable that way. Uh, That may be fine for them. A lot of people are wondering, when can we get back to normal? Why do I still have to wear the mask? Um, But make no mistake about it, he's going to announce that. Now, I am also hearing, right now, folks, good afternoon. It's 1.36. It's Thursday, December 30th. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, Real News and the Real Truth AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And you can listen at the website, which is dipetro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie. Call him today, 401-732-6562. Are you having a problem with your heating, heating, cooling, plumbing, R.E.? Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie, 24-hour emergency service. Look for them on Facebook and the website is RE Coogan Heating. If your heating unit is not working properly, call this number, 401-732-6562. Coogan Heating. You can mention the John DePietro Show. Um, I am hearing the situation in the hospital, hospitals, plural, is much worse than they're letting us know about. Much worse. And a big problem remains. 
You know what a problem that Governor McKee, I don't want to be a barking dog or a broken record, as I should say. I don't want to be a broken record. Back, as I said, in July, Governor McKee should have said to Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for the people of Rhode Island. And we're going to throw you a party and we're going to do this and that. However, I'm going to make a change. And you've done it now for two years. I'm going to have someone else be the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health. Should have done it. But the problem is in July and August, he thought the pandemic was over. So what happens now? Good luck trying to get rid of her now. Now he's stuck with her. Now we're into the, he could have easily, are you, that is the definition of a Friday dump. Meaning at Friday at five o'clock, you dump the bad news. Quick press release, can't thank her enough. Gold watch, outdoor party, give her some kind of gubernatorial honor. She, oh, we will never forget the work she did. However, this is the new person that's head of the Rhode Island Department of Health. He failed to do that. He failed to act. You know why? He didn't think he had to. Now what's going on? Now we're stuck with her. She's an activist. Her big thing. What Someone could say, what's your problem with the Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott? Magic word. It's all about diversity with her. Diverse equity. Equity, excuse me. Not diverse. Equity. Her idea of equity is the week, last week, the week before Christmas, the state was given 100000 free for the public self-test uh, kits to take home. And she distributed them 100,000 test kits. A lot of people could have used them for Christmas Eve. A lot of people could have used them for Christmas Day. What did Dr. Scott direct them to be due to? Give them out to all the illegals in Providence and Central Falls. And to the name of equity, because the Department of Health created equity zones. Taxpayers in Lincoln, you don't matter. Taxpayers in Cumberland, you don't matter. Taxpayers in Johnston, Smithfield, Warwick, North Kingstown, Narragansett, you don't matter. All the free tests go to equity, Providence and Central Falls illegals. Is that really who you want running the Rhode Island Department of Health? Governor McKee, Dr. Scott, get rid of those frontline workers if they won't get the vax. They are white supremacist Trump supporters. Get rid of them. So they got rid of them. Now, huge shortage at the hospitals. Major problem with shortage at the hospitals. Suddenly now, oh boy, we could use the 1,300 people we flushed out the door. That was all Dr. Scott. As far as I know, it's Dr. Scott. Now, I want to be very clear about something, folks, at 141. Ultimately... Ultimately, responsibility falls with Governor McKee. I'm just saying he needed to make a change with the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, and he failed to do so. Folks, this portion of the program, again, I encourage you, visit the website, depetro.com. We have the Patricia Morgan interview posted. We also have the video. We were out at the, um, the police arms standoff yesterday. And DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. If you want a great meal, 
pop by and see my friends at the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Delicious food. They're open seven days a week, and there's a link right there. So Governor McKee is going to address the media for the first time since last Tuesday. Normally, normally, that might be enough time, but it has not been enough time what I would consider what has been a uh, an emergency situation. So now I'm also seeing right now anti-vax protesters are inside the McKee press conference without masks. They're waiting for the governor refusing to leave and the governor's not there yet. So now there they are and I obviously recognize a number of them. They are the frontline workers and one of them is running for governor and they are inside and I don't know what is they think is going to be accomplished here, but they're inside there. I want to follow this refusing now to wear masks. Um, I also just want to see this notable that the Rhode Island EMA chief Mark Pappas will be among the headlines for the 2 p.m. COVID briefing. He's expected to announce a new role for Pappas, coordinator of COVID response, reminiscent of what Tony Silva was doing. Tony Silva, Tony Silva wouldn't do that. Tony Silva's getting angry. So that is true. So they're going to have a new title for that. So other people are saying um, the protesters, about a dozen of them, have crashed the school where that's going on. Now, again, I have covered many of them. I recognize a few of them. Uh, one of them has a mask on. I'm not sure what the purpose of that is. Um, I will say, is that, oh, look at this, national exposure. Driver's license for illegals on the governor's agenda in 2022. What a disgrace. Total pandering. Total pandering. That's all that is. So laws can be broken if they're good for the economy, according to Governor McKee. What a disgrace. Good. No, we're going to hold them to it. That's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with these protesters. So they're inside. They're violating the mandate rule about the mask. Uh, I'll say this about Paul Rayana. I've covered Paul now. I know Paul. He was supposed to have a meeting with Governor McKee, and he was unable to put it together. He failed to put it together. At this point, I have been supportive of them and covered them, but I just don't know what's being accomplished when you're just going to go, and it's like you're hecklers and you're yelling. And, um, you know, at this point, some of the protesters, they're almost like someone that runs onto the field during a baseball game um, or during whatever a football game. You're, you're not really adding anything. There's no new message. Uh, then they're just defiant and they want to stand there without masks and... I, I don't, I'm not sure uh, what's going to happen with that or how, I don't understand that strategy 
Um, and I say that as someone that's tried to be supportive and someone that I hate to admit it, but the people that slept out that were playing homeless in front of the state house, um, they, they that protest was successful. And it pains me to say that, but it was. And I'm not saying that that's a, a good, um, that that's a good, uh, that's good that Governor McKee reacted to them. But at least they were successful in getting him to react. I don't know about anti-vax protesters. They claim that they, they just want choice. Uh, but I will say that they were just told to leave by the Woonsocket police chief. Uh, chief votes. So uh, this is not going to be a state police situation. And a couple of them have already been arrested. And I know that if you violate uh, part of the bail is you're supposed to be peaceful. So um, we'll see whether or not if something happens or they end up getting arrested or what have you. So now they're being told to leave by uh, the Woonsocket police chief votes who, you know, listen, it's a Woonsocket event and they're the ones that are there. And I don't to stand there and go to the, the governor's thing and not wear a mask and be, just, you know, demanding that you're being removed. I, I, um, I, I recognize they're not professional protesters. I recognize that they're not sure what to do. But, um, but that I I like to be objective, and um, as I said, the people that slept out in front of the state house say what you want, and I wasn't fans of theirs, but they that was a successful protest movement, successful. Um, going. And then just yelling and being a disturbance and an annoyance, I, I do not see where that is successful. And you can have your phones and all this other stuff, but um, at this point, I, I don't see that. So now, all right, so now it falls on the Woonsocket police are going to have to kick them out. Uh, I again, I come back to what 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 is the mission here? What is the message? One of the things you learn, and as someone that I've interviewed so many different um, politicians and, and political leaders, is just what what is right? Like what what's the mission here? What's the message that you're trying to get across? Um, and and instead, you they they don't seem to have one. So it's more of, of, of they, they remind me of, and it, again, as someone that's gone out and supported them, but I almost feel like they're, they're kind of like a one-hit wonder. Look at this headline. Hillary Clinton warns Democrats against far-left turn before the 2022 midterms. Well, folks, that's exactly actually what we want is a far-left term. And, and I don't know if they could stop it anyway, even if they were trying. Now, right now, it's 149. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop it and see them. And they have the big deck. 
They have a beautiful new deck. You can sit outside. David, they run a great place, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. They're waiting for you, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Also, folks, don't forget, um, this portion of the program, I should mention, is brought to you by Henry Oil. I'm asking you on this Thursday, the day before the day before, Thursday, December 30th at 1.50 in the afternoon, to make Henry Oil your oil provider. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline. Call Henry Oil today, 401 521 0200. Call Henry Oil today. Oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Call Henry Oil. 401 521 0200. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. 401 521 0200. So this is a difficult situation. Hopefully, here's what I want. Now, we will be on the air tomorrow. I will be on the radio tomorrow. We're going to do the Facebook Live noon report tomorrow. I will be doing Facebook Live later. If there's breaking news, of course I'm there. I was at that arm standoff yesterday for three blanking hours in the cold dealing with the different gang members that live on Charles Street. If you want to see the video, you can see for yourself. But... um. And you know why? Listen, there's a lot of news going on. This is, and, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. There's a lot of news that's happening right now. So now we're obviously anxious to see. Um, Mark Pappas has a new role. I'm seeing that's being plugged quite a bit by those that are um, attending this this briefing that's going on or about to start, I should say, after 2 o'clock. Uh, I'm also seeing this. When is Omicron most contagious? 90% of the transmission occurs in the two to three days before symptoms start and the two to three days after they appear. So that's interesting. That sounds like two to three days before the symptoms start. So let's just think this out. Today, if in fact you tested positive, 90% 90% of transmission when you're most contagious, two to three days before. So today you don't feel well. You were most contagious Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, now you confirm you have it. It's Thursday and you're the most contagious Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it sounds like a full week. Again, folks, I'm just going off. Uh, what's happening now? Governor Baker is saying right now on intense demand for COVID tests, people have to be patient. At least he's out there. At least Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker is out there. At least he's facing the media. At least he's saying, listen, people need to be patient. Can you believe Governor McKee? By the way, my friends at Fear are also putting out. Can you believe a a a priority for Governor McKee in the new year is driver's licenses for illegals. I'm going to tell you right now, he likes to say, well, it's about the economy. That's not true. Well, it's going to make everybody safer. That's not true. What's the real reason Governor McKee wants to give illegals driver's licenses? You know what? It is? Political pandering. Political pandering slash 
voting. That's what it is. He wants the Hispanic vote. He absolutely wants the Hispanic vote. And he is, how far is Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, how far is he willing to go to get the Latino Hispanic vote? He's willing to throw you to the side. He's willing to throw you to the side in order to get, he thinks, a path that will get him the Latino Hispanic vote. And that's in the form of driver's licenses. So Governor McKee is setting up quite a legacy. He's got at least he's in office for one more year. If he wins the primary and then wins the general election, he has four years ahead. But at the very least for another year. So his priorities for the new year, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, driver's licenses for illegals and safe injection centers. Now, both of them are proven to be magnets. What do I mean by that? Well, any illegal in New England, Rhode Island's giving out driver's licenses, guess where they're coming? That's exactly right. They would come to Rhode Island. So you increase the number of illegals that want a driver's license, Rhode Island. Safe injection centers. There's evidence that shows that drug addicts, junkies, people with serious drug problems, they will relocate up to 1,000 miles, 1,000 miles to be near in a safe injection center where they test your junk, they test your meth, they test your fentanyl, they test the heroin, they test the spent, they test it and then help you inject it. The message is we will help you live a productive life as an active heroin user. So there is evidence that drug addicts will they'll move one apparently they won't move like across the country, but they'll move one thousand one up to one thousand miles. So if you're wherever that might be, right? Like New York City, think about this. New York City's one hundred and eighty miles away from Rhode Island. So at the very least, you get all the people from New England that have serious drug problems, they will move in. What do you think happens to crime around the safe injection centers? It goes through the roof. Because many people that are on serious drugs, they commit crime. Or people that need drugs commit crime. You get the dealers in the area. uh, Where other states have an anti-drug message. Rhode Island's message from Governor McKee will be, you can live in Rhode Island and feed your heroin habit. Is if that's really helpful to people. It's not. So both of those priorities act as magnets. And it draws in people that normally would not be living here. And that's just a fact. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by the CBD store. Stop in and see them. 1845 Post Road in Warwick, right across from Airport Plaza. Stop in and see Michael. Everything's, number one, everything's legal. Everything's natural. What can they help you with at the CBD store? You can also find them on Facebook. 1845 Post Road in Warwick, right across from Airport Plaza. Everything from if you're fighting stress, anxiety, they can help you with sleep or pain or seizure. They also have things for your pets. Now, we started giving some CBD from Michael at the CBD store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. We started giving rum 
young Rumsfeld. He's 15 years old, Yorkie, some CBD, and it really helps his hind legs. Apparently, he also, remember, your animal can't fully communicate with you, unfortunately. But if he could, he'd be saying, you know, my back is killing you from all this tail wagging. So he gave him, put some CBD just in droplets into his food, and boom, it alleviates the pain. He can hop right up on the back deck. If you don't want to go there for yourself, at least go for your, if you have an older dog, your pet, the CBD store. It's all natural. 1845 Post Road in Warwick. Well, folks, right now it's 158. Again, this should be interesting. Governor McKee is going to be finally, finally having a COVID briefing. This thing has exploded. You have lines around the block. You have people that can't get tested. People are still waiting way too long to try to get their test results. And Governor McKee is finally going to address the public. Is Lieutenant Governor Matos going to be there? No, she has covid Does Governor McKee have COVID? I don't think so, but we may find out uh, why he has been out of sight. He has been missing. No one's been able to find Governor McKee. He was last seen last Tuesday before Christmas. Today, he's finally emerging. He may say, it's true, I had COVID. I don't know. We're going to find out. Now, we are on the radio tomorrow. I'm going to do Facebook Live uh, later today. Tomorrow, we will be back with the Facebook Live. I want to thank the great JR folks. So it's Thursday, December 30th. It's the John DePietro Show. We start at 11. We go until 2. So coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. I will be doing Facebook, Facebook Live when there's breaking news. We showed it yesterday. We were at that police standoff. And then we're back on the radio. Tomorrow at 11 is the final show for 2021. So listen. WNRI Winsocket.